Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great, Marvin. How are you? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and the dirty little secret is, is you're, you're hunting Brood X, so you're really nowhere near Southwest Virginia. I am not, no. When I, uh, when I left uh, a week or so ago, and it was, uh, everything was getting pretty dang low, um, and clear and tough and so i'm i'm kind of glad to have a break for a little while and we're supposed to get some rain here in the uh in the next week a fair amount a couple inches it looks like so uh uh it's definitely gonna bugger up the weekend a little bit um in the end of this week but that's also kind of what i was wishing for because i was getting tired of rowing low rivers and scraping the boat and all that kind of thing day to day. So, um, unfortunately things are going to be out of commission, I think for this weekend, but we need it. Um, trout streams are getting real low. Um, smallmouth rivers, the news in great shape. Um, some of the other stuff around is getting really, really low and basically unfishable or not unfishable, but unfloatable. Um, so that's, that's what the weekend's looking like right now. Yeah, and so you're up and in, the, I guess, the northern Shenandoah, right, fishing uh, cicadas to carp and all sorts of stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, I, you know, I've heard about it. I've never fished it. I've seen videos of carp moving like 30 and 40 feet for a cicada, but why don't you tell folks a little bit about what you're seeing? Um, well, 30 and 40 feet's not happening right now, um, mainly because there are literally, I mean, I'm sitting here on the side of, uh, the the water here and probably in an area the size of a hula hoop there's 25 bugs on the water um, so they do not have to move very far and kind of at the peak of the day um, you know midday into the afternoon um, with that many bugs on the water you've got to you know make a make a cast that's close enough to the fish that it's uh, you know it's relevant to them and they kind of take notice of them but far enough away where you're not going to spook them and you know so it's still sort of half their idea that they find your fly um which equates to like four or five feet in front of them and um it's been uh it's been pretty good it's kind of funny watching these guys try to eat flies because they uh common carp are not built to eat on the surface so they almost have to go vertical in the water to get their sucker mouth kind of down on a bug and you've got to give it a good couple of seconds um before you set the hook for them to kind of turn their head down and really get that fly in their mouth but uh man it's a lot of fun i mean i'm fishing scouting today for a couple trips the next couple days and um we've got i think 16 fish between uh seven and about 23 24 pounds uh, on a seven weight and it's basically just like bug fishing for smallmouth so it's it's pretty cool yeah that's neat and you know i guess you're lucky right because they're big bugs and they make a splat which gives you a little bit more cushion than you would normally have fishing to carp but you know with that many naturals on the surface um you have any tricks you're using to get them to kind of pick your imitation as opposed to eating one of the real ones um sort of um occasionally if you can, you know, if the fish sort of 
has your bug in its peripheral vision and you just give it a little tiny, tiny wiggle sometimes that kind of catches their attention enough without spooking them. But with that many bugs on the water, what, what tends to happen is, um, you know, you'll have a particular branch or bush or something along the side of the, of the water that, that is, you know, a lot of bugs are falling out of and, it's sort of a feeding station sometimes for, you know, up to 10 fish. So, um, you know, they'll kind of daisy chain in and out, taking bugs and throwing around and uh, eating one every couple of seconds. And so if you've got a bunch of fish in an area like that, um, you can almost just kind of wait for all their backs to be turned and then splat a bug kind of right in the middle of that feeding station. And then, you know, when the six, seven, eight, fish come back in and just start eating bugs again um you know you can give it a little twitch or um you know sometimes you just get lucky and they come eat yours but certainly later in the day and on sections of water where there are a little bit fewer bugs because the you know density is not uh uniform it's, it's uh sort of sporadic there's areas where there's really not a whole lot um of bugs and then certainly once a lot of the bugs have been eaten up and the bugs become a little less active later in the day um the fish start to uh cruise around a little more um looking for bugs you know they've been eating them all day they know what they look like but uh there's not as many on the water and uh that's when you know they'll come 15 20 25 feet for one because you know if you squat it out that far in front of them and there's no other option on the water you know they they go nail it so that's pretty fun you know been kind of how i've been closing my day out the last uh, couple of days is finding those sort of lower density pieces of water and, and rock rolling like that yeah which is pretty rewarding after any experience you've had recently fishing over snotty fish yeah i mean carp are normally snotty and they're still snotty now but uh yeah, you know, it's not it's not often you can catch a bunch of carp, you know, on, on top water like this. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any patterns you like over any of the other patterns that people are using to fish brood X? Um, pretty much the only two that I've been using um, is, uh, you know, Chuck Craft, Swatted Cicada, Cork Bug, um, painted up a little bit different than, you know, I would paint... Uh, an annual cicada, you know, it's all sort of orange and black on the belly and, and, uh, you know, orange legs versus black, black legs or yellow or, or legs. And then, uh, and then the Blaine's bug, the, the foam and, uh, you know, gummy wing fly, um, both of those have just been crushing. So I, I literally, um, I bent a couple of hooks out, but I have not lost any, um, I think I think I've only I've caught you know 100 fish on three bugs uh, in the last several days. So uh, if you use heavy enough tippet, you know you don't need a pile of flies, and those two flies uh, are really all you need. Got it. So where do you where do you fishing in, on the on the poundage on the tippet side? Um, anywhere from 25 to 12 pounds uh, for carbon off of a nylon leader, you know, same, same way I deal with, with smallmouth, um, just to have that tippet sit slightly below the surface film. And, uh, we have 
gotten into some, you know, 40 plus pound grass cart. And in that scenario, uh, 12 pounds does not cut it. So 20 <laughs> or 25 <laughs> is, uh, is really what you need. Um, and they, you know, so far have not been shy to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, with the commons, you know, anything up to, to 20 pounds. The nice thing about a carp is their mouths are like fly patches. You know, you stick a hook in there and they're not not coming out. So you got a good hook set. It's basically rubber. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, after the hook set, pretty much if you can just keep the rod tip bent well, you know, you could you could easily fight a thirty pound carp on on twelve pound tippet if if you wanted to. But I uh, I started the week with sixteen, um, and I've dropped down to twelve as as the week has worn on, um, just because I, I feel like I've gotten a few more fish. But it could just be that you know, like I said, sometimes the fish try literally they're not refusing it; they just try to eat your bug, and they they can't. Um, so sometimes it looks like a refusal. And a couple of days ago, I switched over to uh, to twelve to to see if it would make any difference. And I haven't uh, haven't busted anything off yet, so I've just been rocking and rolling with that. Yeah, well, there you go. And you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag. And we're you know, drawing for something cool for Matt at the end of the season. And, you know, like like we always do, and I know since you're going to be out of town for a little bit, you probably have been cranking out articles. Uh, what have you been writing for the Rural Virginian? Um, so um, I got a uh, just a general sort of carp story that, that I'm writing right now um, this week. And uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, Marvin, I haven't, uh, I haven't come up with any more ideas yet. Uh-oh. I'm a last minute kind of guy. So, uh, probably tonight, tomorrow, the next day, uh, you know, before the wedding, we're, uh, we're going to be hitting the keyboard pretty hard. Yeah. Well, there you go. And, uh, you know, before I let you hop, why don't you, uh, let folks know where they can find you? I know you're, you're super booked up and, you know, we're probably talking about a handful of dates left in September and, you know, fishing until we've had a couple of good hard frosts in October, but why don't you let folks know where to find you so they can book you? Sure. The uh, website is mattreillyflyfishing.com, and all my uh, contact info is on there. So, whenever people want to reach out, I look forward to hearing from you. Well, folks, um, you know, sounds like it's probably not going to be a great weekend to uh, to chase smallmouth bass in Southwest Virginia. But if you have a chance, you should uh, head on up the valley and maybe chase uh, chase some carp on cicadas. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Matt. Hey, thanks, Marvin.